Hey guys, welcome to my podcast, Fast Break Hoops. Today, uh, I'm going to be having a co-host join me and um, allow her to introduce herself. Hey everyone, my name is Blue, not really, but it's my alias. Um, Anyway, me and Matt, he goes by Loop, we also have a podcast you might want to check out called A Girl, A Guy, A TV. You can find us on anchor.fm, just search for us there, and we do movies, TV shows, um, we talk about you know, current stuff um, with bullying, we talk about some sports stuff over there. It has a whole array of content. Um, I think we have about 20, 21 episodes over there, so check that out if, you're, if you like what we're doing here. Um, like he said, this is my first episode on this particular podcast, and uh, he just decided to bring me on to kind of liven things up and make it more of a conversation piece. So today's episode, I kind of suggested all these episodes that are to come. Um, Why don't you explain uh, your MBA background as far as a fan? Oh, yeah. Well, I'm like from the Boston area originally, so hardcore like Boston Celtics fan, of course. Now... Um, I obviously was too young to watch Larry Bird in that whole era in the 80s because I was too little. Um, But uh, when it was the big four, Rondo, Garnett, Pierce, and Allen, my mom and I watched. um, We we watched them lose to the Lakers in seven Mm. games in 2010, and that was so painful. And my mom was like, don't don't speak to me. I don't want to hear it. I was watching that too. we, We were like crying. We were so sad. Because um, the Celtics, like, they should have had that series. I mean, yeah. if Kendrick Perkins hadn't gotten injured and stuff, they just, they just like, basically blew it in, like, the last half of Game 7. Yeah. And um, so my mom and I watched. We watched them lose to the Dallas Mavericks and then the Heat. So we watched for maybe, like, three years when it was the Big Four. Um, yeah. And that was a really exciting era of basketball. Definitely. Um, we watched, we, sorry, I just want to say, we, my mom and I, we watched, like, every game. That was on TV. That had yeah. to do with the Celtics. Yeah. My co-host, like, she's a fan of the NBA. Don't get me wrong, but is she as obsessed as I am? Hell no. But who is? But we have played basketball together. Yeah, we played basketball. And together. I think I actually made like twenty-three uh, free throws in a row. Damn. You remember Did that? Did you make time? that many? Yeah. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I kept count. I was Are in you the sure center of the hoop. Foot shots. No, I was in the center of the hoop. <laughs> And I just went, dude, it was awesome. Yeah, I remember that, actually. That was fun. Anyway, um, so I do like the NBA. Um, I don't really watch it so much anymore now that, like, that whole uh, Celtics era got broken up. I'm not really, you know, I'm not really invested in anything, I guess. She knows more than most women know. That's my point about basketball. I mean, Yeah. I do like watching. Um, there was a show on NBA TV called Open Court, and... I kind of turned him on to the show because me and him, like, we, we watched some episodes. We actually were watching some uh, a couple of days ago, and it's just a really enjoyable show, and I kind of get my basketball IQ from that as well. Yeah. Um, and, I, and I actually watch a lot of 30 for 30s, and I tell you about them. I'm like, oh, like, for example, there's a Dwayne Wade documentary coming up on ESPN, and I'm taping it on the DVR, and that's something I'm interested in. And a lot of the 30 for 30s, we watched one about the bad boys of the Detroit Pistons, yep. and that was really good. Um, yeah, there's a lot of uh, great... The Lakers versus yeah. Celtics, three-part. 30 for 30 episodes. 
the three-part series of Lakers versus Celtics we watched that several years ago, and that was really interesting. Yep, definitely was. So today's theme for this episode is going to be the top 10 most underrated NBA players, in your opinion. Now, this doesn't have to necessarily be in order, but I'm just really curious to get your take since you have been following the NBA for over 30 years. Yes. Okay. So I'm going to go, I'm going to start, start at the top. You starting with the first? First. Okay. The most underrated player in NBA history that doesn't get any respect that mm-hmm. was amazing is Dominique Wilkins. Oh, okay. Because the guy was incredible. He took on Larry Bird. He took on Michael Jordan in the 80s. He, he battled those guys, and they had some incredible wars. He was a scoring champ. He always scored a lot of points. I mean, he was an incredible player. He really was. So it, it just shocks me that he was not a part of the 50 greatest players team. I was just going to bring that up, actually. We were watching an open court episode where they were talking about the NBA's greatest, 50 greatest, that came out in 1997, and they were talking about how Dominique Wilkins was omitted and how it was like a, a travesty that he was overlooked in that. Yeah. I mean, I personally like thought he would have been in that top 50, especially in 1997, because he had just... Was he still actually actively playing then? Um... I'm not sure if he was playing. I think his career winded down by, by then, but he okay. was also hampered by injuries for a long time, too, that cut his career pretty short. Right. But I'm talking about in his prime, the guy was a beast. He was amazing, yeah. no doubt. Now, do you think if he was playing now in his prime that he would be, like, a superstar? Of course, no doubt. Do you think he would have, he would have titles? Um, I don't know if he got up, if he had a good team, you know. Basketball needs a lot of stars. Nowadays, especially, it's like you got all these super teams. So right. if he went to a good team with talent, I uh, definitely think he could, he could have rings, no doubt. Why do you think he was omitted from the NBA's greatest, 50 greatest? I have no idea. Was he on the dream team? I think he's on the second dream team, not the original one. The 1986 yeah, one? Yeah. Okay. Why was he not on 1982? Um... I'm not sure. How was that voted, by the way? Was that voted by fans or by players? I just think the people running USA Basketball got to pick the USA team. Basketball, so not the NBA. Right. Oh, okay. Like the Olympics team. Right. Oh. Well, 92 was the first time that they used pro players. In, oh, yeah. really? Yeah. Why? Don't know. Is this... That seems like they should have been doing it decades before. Because the NBA was always really popular. No idea. Just they're really interested in protecting amateurism and stuff back then in the eighties. That's why Jordan won it. He got an Olympic gold medal when he was like still in college, I believe. Oh wow, huh? Was Michael Jordan in both dream teams? No. Wow. I just he didn't want to do it. Uh, you know. The second time. Yeah. Oh, but he could have been eligible because he had just come back. Right. And and he had won his fourth championship that year. Yep. Okay. And now number two on my list for the most underrated player of all time, I have to say is Tim Duncan. 
Uh, the Spurs legend. His nickname was the Big Fundamental, and he had five rings. He went number one overall out of Wake Forest. And uh, the guy had an amazing career, and I just don't think that the media and the fans really appreciate him for as good as he was. I mean, he's got to be one of the ten, eight top eight best players in NBA history. The guy went to the finals uh, six times and only lost once. Mm-hmm. I mean, he beat LeBron a couple times in the finals too, which... And I know one of them was when LeBron was very young in Cleveland, but he beat him when he was at the Heat as well. Um, the guy's just an incredible player. He always got, you know, 20 points a game, 10 rebounds, two blocks basically every night. Incredible consistency and longevity, play a long time. I mean, he's just a legend. But with the in the open court episode, um, they had to pick – the next, the, the top 10 next greatest, and Kobe was there, and then Tim Duncan was one of the ones they picked. So were you just basically saying that he wasn't really, he was underrated by the media and maybe fans or, or people who watch basketball, yeah. but he wasn't underrated by fellow NBA players. No. Everyone knew how great he was. Yeah. But he just never got, like, the respect that he should have, like, as a player. Yeah. But I think that was, he played a very selfless brand of basketball, and it wasn't about him. He was just a complete team player. He wasn't what, about... What was his position on the court? Was he a center? Power forward. Oh, he wasn't a center? Nah. Oh. Basically was a center, but he's, he played four. I mean, the guy was an amazing player, and as I said, he could have... He was just not a me-first type player. I mean, and that was really refreshing about him but I think that's also also why he's a little historically underappreciated in the NBA okay who's your third pick third pick um I gotta say Isaiah Thomas and we're talking about not Isaiah Thomas that's now we're talking about yeah Detroit bad boy yeah went back to the back uh in the late 80s as everyone knows wasn't he gonna three-peat against the Bulls in 91 or no? Because I remember he lost to the Bulls, and then remember he did the whole thing where he avoided Michael Jordan? Yeah, well, that was not that was in the Eastern Conference. Okay. So, yeah. Oh, right, because they both play for the East? Yeah. Okay, I didn't know if Detroit was East or West. Right. Okay. And Isaiah Thomas is a great player. Um, his resume is incredible. He competed in the toughest era of basketball on one of the toughest teams, probably in NBA history. They had an incredible team. Uh, Lambeer, Joe Dumars, a young Dennis Rodman. Yeah, Uh, unrecognizable almost. When I watched that ESPN um, 30 for 30 about them, I didn't even recognize Dennis Rodman because he was so skinny. Yeah. I was like, what? Skinny and normal looking. Yeah, he didn't have any tats, I don't think. I mean, he just, yeah, he wouldn't dye his hair. Yeah, he was very subdued. I think that Isaiah Thomas, uh, he didn't get, picked for the dream team it spurred him for his it still bothers him wasn't that because Michael Jordan was on it yeah and Michael Jordan didn't want him on it he didn't like him yeah because of the way that he acted at when well they Jordan were rivals beat them. back then it was like you know yeah you know Jordan told people that it was basically him or Isaiah on the dream team and yeah. who are going to take the best player in the world or Isaiah Thomas but at that time Michael Jordan only had I guess two championships. Oh, I guess Isaiah had two, so yeah. they were tied. 
but Michael Jordan also just had a lot of like scoring titles or he just had a lot of uh awards by that point. Right. Yeah, that kind of like he was surpassed just, him. He was just widely considered the best player in the world by then. Even back then. Yeah. Wow. So yeah, um Isaiah Thomas though, I mean, he's definitely just and I think him not being on the dream team really people will just say, Okay, well, He's not as great as he was, basically, and they, they underappreciate the guy's career. Because was he still in his prime then? Um, he was still a really good player. He was still he was winding down a little bit, but you know he was still a really good player. And I think that everyone thinks that like John Stockton is better than Isaiah Thomas. Well, I think if you had to pick, like most NBA teams had to pick one of those guys, I think they'd pick Isaiah Thomas. And okay. No doubt. Who's your fourth pick for most underrated? Fourth. Um, I'm going to have to say Dennis Rodman. Oh, okay. But he has five rings? Um, yeah, I think he has five. So how is he underrated then? Well, I just think people didn't really appreciate what he did. But doesn't he have the record for most rebounds? He had a lot of rebounding records. I'm yeah. not, you know, I don't know. I don't think he has like the total rebound records, but the guy was not even that tall. He got, he had monster seasons of just getting boards. Like you know, I know he averaged like you know, fifteen plus a game several times. I mean, and you watched that thirty for thirty about him. Yeah. And very. Did you, and did you learn a lot? Yeah, very compelling. I mean, yeah. The guy had, he had an unbelievable route of getting to the NBA. He had went to a really small community college in Oklahoma and just came came out of there and made it to the NBA. He grew, um, I think, seven inches wow. after he was 18, I think. Wow. Yeah, he had a huge... Crazy. Growth a huge, spurt. Yeah. Without that, he would not have probably made the NBA. But the guy is just an amazing talent. He was part of the Bulls, three-peat with Michael Jordan. Um, the second one, I mean. Yeah. And... He won two tiles with the Pistons as well. Yeah. So, yeah, five. That sounds yeah. about right. Yeah. But you just think, so what makes him underrated? Just the fact that people, like, kind of underestimate how good he was? or I just don't think, I think the coaches know how great he is. Like, because I've heard Phil Jackson talk about him in the past. It's like, you know, yeah. he's unbelievable. He's one of the best athletes in NBA history, which is high praise. But do you think his behavior now with North Korea kind of, um, undercuts how great of an NBA player. Do you think people focus on now his controversy and maybe even back when he was playing, he was more like eccentric and like doing like kind of crazy absurd things. And you think that people focused more on that than yeah. his abilities? Yeah. So that overshadowed all his definitely. behavior. Overshadows how great he is. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Which is unfortunate, and the guy obviously has a checkered past. I mean. Yeah. Severe uh, alcoholism and not everything. I mean, yeah, he's had a crazy life. I just, I just hope he gets it uh, figured out. He's an, an amazing talent. Uh, yeah, and he's definitely underappreciated. Okay, who's your fifth selection? Number five, I'm gonna go with John Stockton from Utah. Okay, which I just said I said Thomas was better than him, but uh, picking between those guys, it's like you know. It's insane. Um, that's a that's a very hard choice, but he's all time leader in stills in the NBA. Oh, he, still? Yeah. Wow. 
He's all-time leader in assists in NBA history. He had an incredible longevity. Uh, he played alongside Carl Malone for ages, and um, that's why Carl Malone scored 30,000 plus points because he had John Stockton doing him passes all the time. Did, was he in Utah the whole time? Yes. Okay. Yes, he was. And um, just an amazing talent. Uh, was on the dream team, as we already discussed. Was he in both times? Uh, I'm not sure about the second time. Okay. I'm not sure. Because didn't they go back-to-back -back in 97, 98 against to the, the Bulls? Finals. Yeah. yeah, against the Bulls, yeah. and they lost both times. Yeah. But now let me – I just want to go off course a little bit. Now, do you believe that either 97 or 98 – that the Utah Jazz should have taken one of those wins? No. So you think that the Bulls played better? Yeah, obviously. Even it though you had Malone Stockton. Right. I mean, the Bulls were just, you know. Unstoppable. Yeah. Okay. But the, Utah probably gave him a better run than anyone else in the nines because most other series were just, it was a decided thing before he even started a lot of the times with the Bulls. So Utah actually competed pretty well against him. Now, why is John Stockton underrated then? I just think people think, ah, he's not that athletic, he's not that big, you know, mm -hmm. but uh, he's very quick. He's, yeah. he's quicker than people give him credit for, and he's got, he's very tough. He's just... Yeah, that, that's what they were saying in the open core episode. Isaiah Thomas was saying, like, how muscular John Stockton is and how he could just, like, you know, push well, past you and, like, just Not get even to that. I'm just talking about he wouldn't... No, I know, but he's, like, he's He would fast. not back down from yeah, anyone. exactly. Yeah. You would maybe, like, you underestimate his physique and, like, what he can do. Yeah. Because maybe he's not intimidating looking. If you talk about some of the, if you talk to some of the best players that play against Stockton, they'll all say, when you played against him, yeah, you knew it. So that's all the praise the guy needs. Okay. That's why I feel he's historically uh, underappreciated. Who's your number six selection? I am going to have to go with... Kevin McHale, number six. Okay. The Boston Celtics legend. Yeah. Won three titles alongside of uh, Larry Bird in the 80s. But isn't that shocking that Larry Bird and Kevin McHale only won three titles? Well, Larry Bird kind of, he got injured and he was never really himself. I know, but when you point. think of, like, legends, like, you, you think they have more rings is what I'm saying. Yeah. Because Magic Johnson has five, right? Yes. Yeah. I believe so five. It sounds right. Okay. So why is Kevin McHale underrated? He was a center, right? Power forward. Oh, I thought he was a center. Nah. Oh. Well, Robert Parrish was uh, the Celtics center back then. Okay. But he came into the NBA, I believe, in 1981 out of the University of Minnesota. I think it was actually 1980. Maybe. Because I think he played for thir 13 years. Maybe. That's, uh, it was 80 or 81. Yeah, I think it was 80. Till but, yeah. Till 93, I believe. Yeah, he was... He had the greatest... He retired the year after Larry Bird. Yeah, he had the greatest post moves in the history of basketball. He was impossible to defend. Um, he also had this... He had this Celtic scoring record in a single game for a while. But uh, Larry Bird broke it like a month later, a few weeks later in um, New Orleans against the Hawks, which everyone remembers. He was like falling out of bounds and Doc Rivers was on the bench just... Oh, wow. In it's, it's so weird to think of Docker versus a player. Yeah. Every one of the Hawks was, had their dolls dropped that game. It was, it's an incredible game, but... Uh, and I, what, what uh, year was that? I'm not sure. Just okay. some, 
was it like early in their run or like later? I would say mid eighties, probably eighty okay. six. But that was 85. your that's like your favorite your favorite team. Yeah. With eighty five, eighty six Celtics, right? Yeah. Yeah. I'm just guessing on that one, but yeah. Um, Kevin McHell, I just think he is, you know. He just playing alongside Larry Bird hurts his appreciation that people have for him, and yeah. That's kind of understandable because Scotty Pippen played alongside Michael Jordan too, and a lot of the great players that were on the super teams, you know. Not to say that the Bulls were a super team as far as, because they really only had two real, two true su- superstars for the first three Pete, and then Rodman came there earlier or later on for the second one, but. Yeah. I mean, the, the teams in the A's just were so stacked, man. They were just, you know, yeah. they had four or five guys, most of them were in the Hall of Fame, so. I just think he's underappreciated. The guy was a, a star, a solid player, and um, unfortunately, I just don't think fans and media respect him enough. Okay. Who's number seven to you? Number seven. I'm going to have to go with uh, Scottie Pippen. Okay. Is that just because he was, he was overshadowed by Michael Jordan? Yeah. And then know that Isaiah Thomas hates Scottie Pippen. He still has bad blood for, against him right now. Why? Well, they just they never sorted things out. If you walk, when we watched the open court episode, they were oh, just yeah. he didn't have anything good to say about him. He knocked him every chance he got, but because uh, they were gonna say Scottie Pippen. Wait, was Scottie Pippen one of the NBA's greatest? Yeah. Ninety seven. Okay, of he course. was just like, nah. Yeah. He's like, he shouldn't be there, or something. Well, he kind of made the argument on that show that. Dominique Wilkins was a better player than Scottie Pippen. And do you agree with that? That's very tough. I mean, oh. offensively, he definitely was. But wasn't but... Dominique Wilkins, like, the star of the Hawks? Yeah. So, but, and now you're saying, like, Scottie Pippen was, like, kind of played, you know, in the background to Michael Jordan. But now Dominique Wilkins was, like, the real, you know, star of that Atlanta yeah. team. So you would think that he should be, if, if, if you carry a franchise, like Reggie Miller and stuff, if you carry a franchise, you should definitely be in the NBA's greatest. Yeah, well, everyone expected the Bulls to just be horrible when Michael Jordan went to play baseball for a couple of years, but that did not happen. But they didn't make it to the championships. No, but even with Scottie Pippen as your best player, you can still, they got to the playoffs and stuff, and I yeah. believe he was second runner-up in the MVP vote. Oh, for, for the season? Yeah. Oh. One of the seasons Jordan left, I think it was the first one. But, yeah, he played really well. Uh, he's – a lot of people uh, consider him, you know, right up there with Jordan as one of the best players in the NBA back then. The guy was just a monster defensively. And Did he play for the Bulls his whole career? Uh, nope. Oh. He went to Houston later on. Oh, and, after Michael Jordan retired? Yeah, and then he went yeah. to Portland, too, later oh. on. All right, who's your number eight? Number eight. Um, this is tough. I'm gonna have to say Patrick Ewing. And he played for the Knicks, right? Yep. Why is he underrated? Um, I think because he never won a title. People don't appreciate how good the guy was. He went number one. Was he a center? Yeah. Okay. Out of Georgetown, he had an amazing career in the NBA. I mean, he was just a dominant force. He got. You know, 20 points a game, usually more than that, you know, 10 rebounds. Did he play with any other superstars? Or was he kind of, did he carry the team? He carried the team. He didn't really have any, anyone else on his team except 
but good role believe, players. Okay, but do you believe if he had, he would have definitely won the title? Possibly. See, he had the very, very unfortunate task of playing against Michael Jordan, which all these guys, you know, oh, Reggie in, Miller. Oh, in East. Yeah. Yeah, true. So he had a much harder road there. But his team did make the NBA Finals against uh, oh, really? Houston and I think Jordan's first year out. So 94. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And the guy had, you know, he's a Hall of Famer. He's one of the best shot blockers in NBA history as well. Was he in the... He, yeah, he was in the NBA's 50 greatest. Yeah. Yeah. Of course. And he was in the second dream team? Yeah. Or the first one? I think... Uh, I know he was on the first one. Maybe both. Okay. Yeah, maybe both. So you just think he was underrated because he played in the Michael Jordan era. Yeah. And people, like, forget, like, just how great he is. Yeah. Like a lot of people. Have you been watching his, like, old games and stuff? Of course. Well, I remember... The, see, like, what, like, you know... The Knicks used to be on TV all the time when oh, I was really? young. Like, my God. <laughs> yeah. You know, I mean, there's all... Pat Riley, you know. Oh, he was a coach? Yep. In the 90s? Yep. Oh. Yep. John Starks was on the team. I mean, they were... They never had any, you know, great players to help him out, but uh, they had some solid players. He just needed more help. I mean, didn't get it. He carried that franchise for a long time. Definitely. Okay, who's your number nine selection? Number nine. I'm going to have to go with the Diesel. Yeah. Shaquille O'Neal. See, that's so weird that you say he's underrated because I just think that he is just praised to me. Like, he's just one of, like, the greatest. He is one of the greatest, but I just don't think he gets the total respect. Well, do you remember in the open court episode, Steve Nash won the MVP yeah. twice? And, and that's why and he's on my like, list. To, uh, it, was, it was over me, please. Like, he didn't Shaq should have won, won the that MVP. MVP six, five or six times, probably. Yeah. No joke. They, they should have just given it to him every year. And it's an <laughs> insult that they didn't. Yeah. He had the best stats. He's on the best team. So there was no... So wait, Steve Nash, and he went back to back, yeah. right? And Shaq was like, over me, please. No. Yeah. Bitch, uh, please, you know? At that point, when Nash won those back-to-back MVPs, yeah. that was more than Kobe and Shaq had for their yeah. careers. So that's bullshit. I know. That, to me, doesn't make any sense. I like Steve Nash. I'm not saying anything bad against him. Yeah. But he should never win the league MVP against Shaq. I mean, come yeah. on. And this was Shaq still in his prime. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I think people also, isn't it true that Shaq, he's kind of focused more on rapping and being in movies. So I think mm. people discounted him. No, because remember he was talking about Jerry West. Early on said to him when he when went, he went, to went to Lakers. Jerry West said that when he signed him to the Lakers, he said, look in these rafters. You can be up there or you could just be like where you are doing movies and rapping, but you have to get serious. Yeah. And so didn't he kind of drift away from movies and rapping at that point? Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, who knows? But do you think that, isn't it true too, so Shaq came to the league in 92, correct? And he went to the Magic. Yes. Now, he was in the Dream Team in 92. Um, no. I thought he was. No. Oh, wow. He, was he not eligible? I don't think. He came out of college year uh, that year, and I think... He came out the same year that Leitner came out, I believe. And Leitner got the invite to the Dream Team and Shaq didn't, I believe. See, isn't story. that like, isn't that, how is that not controversial? It is. Oh, okay. Out of Duke University, baby. But didn't Duke win that year? Is that why Leitner did? Uh, 
I think so, maybe. Yeah. But they had a great team, and Leitner, Leitner was one of the best college basketball But he players just, he was ever. a bust yeah. in the NBA. Well, he wasn't a bust, he just didn't have oh. the hype. He yeah. definitely, you know, under, exceeded. But yeah. that's how a lot of people go to. So you just think that Shaq, just people just take him for granted, basically. Definitely. And you're like, you have to understand, like, how fucking super strength he is. Isn't he yeah. called Superman? Yep. He's got the tattoo on his arm. Yeah, 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 I remember that. Okay. And number your 10 selection. Number 10, I'm going to go with uh, Bill Walton. Okay. Young Bill Walton. Healthy Bill Walton. Yeah, which we didn't see much of. So back when he was on the Trailblazers? Yeah. He won a title with the Trailblazers. I believe... Uh, I want to say 75-ish, maybe. I don't know, but he was a tremendous player. He was incredible at UCLA. His teams were dominant at UCLA. Do you know his draft pick? Uh, Number one overall. Oh, wow. Yeah, I'm sure. So he he was on the 85-86 Celtics team, right? Yeah. But was he mostly on the bench? Yeah. Because he was injured? He's a really good passer, though, so he can, you know, he kind of did things that He's a really good fit on that team because they had a lot. Was he a center? Yeah. Okay. He's a good fit because he could pass the ball well, and that's kind of what they did well anyway. So that's why that went well. Now, what kind of injuries did he have? He had knee problems, leg problems. I know his mobility was just horrible forever. I mean, the guy was just a shade of himself, even in like 1980. It was very, very sad. Very sad. But do you think he could have gotten more titles if he had remained healthy? Absolutely. Yeah. Very sad. It's like even against um, Magic and, and Bird. Who knows? Was he only on the Celtics for that one year? Um, I think he's there a few years. Oh, but they he just never won another title. Um, I I'm not sure that he might have won a couple of them. Okay. But yeah, he wasn't there that long. But he was just a and shadow of himself. And by that point, it kind of didn't matter because he but, wasn't able to perform to his his like standards. Yeah, definitely. Um. It's just one of the sad stories in NBA history. His son, of course, went to the NBA later on. And, and now he's a coach? Yeah, Luke Walton, who everyone knows um, is a coach. And uh, so I guess that kind of turned things around for the family, at least. But you just got to feel bad for a guy with that much talent and uh, you know, not to fulfill your dream and stuff. Did Bill Walton ever become a coach as well? <sighs> or a GM or anything? Or... I don't think so. I don't remember him ever coaching. Okay. Well, thanks for your top 10 underrated players in NBA history. I think that's a really great selection, and I think you make a compelling case for why each of them is underrated. Definitely. So I hope you enjoyed this episode. Um, Like I said, we can also be found on another podcast called A Girl, A Guy, A TV. And like I said there, you can find movie commentary, um, live TV series commentary. We also just talk about other things going on in entertainment. And I hopefully you'll really enjoy that. So check that out as well. And stay tuned for the next episode on Fast Break Hoops. My name is Blue. And I'm Matt. And see you later. See Bye. Ya.